Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. everybody and welcome to season two of episode two of the chungus cast i am so sorry about the long hiatus we had here but you know i didn't want to put out some bad content i wanted to wait until i had some free time to really you know put forward my creative energy and i just finished my penultimate semester of law school all my finals are over with so i'm gonna get back into recording episodes and hopefully releasing them weekly this episode is dropping as you know on a monday um, I kind of would have liked it to drop yesterday at 9 a.m. like normal, but, you know, I had I was visiting my girlfriend and I had a bunch of other stuff going down, so I didn't get around to releasing it on time. But yeah, enough about that. First of all, uh, you're listening to Human Music by DJ Sleazy Lettuce. You can find him on all music platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, soundcloud youtube anything uh he's there so go give him a listen i've played his stuff on here before um and he's great yeah additionally uh in this episode i have my good friends on evan and robert they're fraternity brothers who actually came into the fraternity just as i was leaving so I haven't really had too many stories to tell with them, but we go over a bunch of stuff that they're passionate about, specifically video games, and as you all know, the new uh, acclaimed video game, highly anticipated Cyberpunk 2077, uh, dropped this past week, and so uh, Robert has been playing a lot of that, so he talks about that, we talk about other video games, there's a little bit of talk about my trip to Hawaii that they weren't part of, but they brought up for some reason, and I know some of the listeners like to hear about that trip a lot, so it's in the end there. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have, so without further ado, here is episode 2 of season 2, and I'll see you guys next week at Sunday, 9am, for more. Enjoy. Alright, uh, we're here everybody, episode 2 of season 2. It's been a long hiatus, but um, I mean, I guess we're back. Uh, hopefully this episode will go good and we can continue. Uh, why don't, uh, Robert, you start and introduce yourselves and uh, then Evan and just tell everybody who you are, how you know me, what you bring to the table, I guess. I don't know. Sure. Well, hello, everyone. My name's Robert. 
Um, I've known Gif for probably a couple of years now. Um, right when I joined uh, our frat together, uh, I think you graduated. When did you graduate? Um, 2018. 2018. Okay, so I knew you, but you were not in DPS yet. Yeah. Yeah. So at that time, so I've been friends with Saprit, who's also in the frat. Uh, Me and him were best buddies, and he invited me to a bunch of DPS events and really fell in love. I love the party vibes and everything. And I would see GIF every once in a while. He would like come hang out with us and told us about his podcast and when I was working I would give it a listen and he would come into our chat whatnot um but as for me I used to be a gas pump and credit card terminal technician oh hell yes I would be making sure that people don't steal credit card information and businesses make money but on the side, I also do uh, live streaming as well and play video games. And actually, now I'm starting to get back into drawing, which is a little rusty right now. But after a few projects, I think it should look a lot better. And I also believe in aliens. Aliens are really cool. Not as cool as dinosaurs, but they're still cool and real. Uh, I guess I'm next. Uh, I'm Evan, and uh, I've been I've been in Gif's fraternity for like three years now. Uh, Gif was a senior when I was a freshman in college, and we just had hella good times, just like getting wasted and just listening to music and playing sports and whatnot. And uh, yeah. Uh, I've known Robert for a few years as well, and we've both lived in the same house, but at different times. And, uh, yeah, I think aliens are pretty cool, and I like to think about stuff like that and what kinds of, uh, what kinds of things come in the future in terms of that sort of thing. Nice. Oh, you guys are already jumping into the alien stuff. Um, (laughs) yeah. So I guess let's start with uh, the future conversation. Cyberpunk 2077 dropped today. It sure did. Yeah. Uh, so what exactly is this game? Is it just GTA, but for uh, people so, who like Deus Ex a lot? I think it's more like Fallout than like GTA. It plays... So CD Projekt Red, they tried to do what they promised to do, which is innovate and try to make leaps and bounds for each game they put out. Um, they've proven that from going from The Witcher 2 to The Witcher 3, but then decided, you know what? Let's go from this medieval magic, third-person RPG, hack-and-slash kind of game to a more, I guess, more likable um, first-person shooter, futuristic gun game. And what was really cool about it is they tried to do new features like you can drive cars, you can shoot guns, and they have made the side quests much more, I guess I would say like in depth and that have huge, 
huge changes for the rest of the game. Like I was watching a few uh, reviewers for, through IGN and they were saying how they would talk to each other and the choices that they made through um, the secondary quests affected their main missions and that they didn't have the same missions. So it's a very unique experience, but through playing about 11 hours in the game now and talking to others, I feel it's not that in-depth yet, but I'm holding off on how I feel about that and my review until I beat it the first time. But, nice. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, it looked like... um it's, that sounds a lot like what they do with The Witcher 3, right? Where it's just like a very adaptable story. Yeah, line. it's very long too, right? Isn't it like like several thousand hours or something? No, Holy so the, main, the main campaign is actually about 20 hours. Okay, so not that long. Yeah, but uh, the, I heard it was like can... 1700 hours or something. It might be for like the secondary quests. Like yeah, if you probably want to with everything. I mean, yeah, if it's a super adaptable game, they they probably need that much time. Because if you remember Bandersnatch, the um movie, have you seen that? I have not. Yeah, okay. I haven't, but I know what you're talking about. It's basically like a Black Mirror episode or movie based on um a video game called Bandersnatch, which is like the very first like choose your own adventure, basically. And where certain choices lead you to different endings. And the movie's only like an hour and 30 minutes. But like in order to get all the different storylines, it takes like there's like 330 minutes of total film time. So, you know, for a video game, it's probably that's like a microcosm of a video game. So like if the storyline is like, I don't know, like 30 hours, they probably need you know, like a hundred more hours for each different choice if you're doing like the side quests. But I mean, Skyrim was like, what, 300 hours? Um, I beat the main campaign in about 30 hours. Yeah, but... yeah. But like, I mean, like total content, I think they said it was like 300 hours, which includes like side quests, like random dungeons yeah. that don't have anything to do with anything. They're just there. Yeah. So there are certain yeah, quests Bethesda, that actually go on forever. Yeah, Bethesda games are like they have there's there's so much to the world because it's an RPG. So, you know, you have games like Fallout where they have like these political struggles, you know, like you have like the main storyline of like everything that happens, but then you have like Caesar's Legion and then you have like all these other like settlements and like all these other groups that have their own background and their own like quest lines attached and there's there's a lot more with that it's it's more of there's more dynamic than just like the good and bad that you'll see in like other adventure games for sure yeah i mean it looks cool i i saw one thing that was really funny is that um like in the character customization menu you can like change your genitalia so oh yes that's you can have a very long Donkey Kong. I don't understand what the point of that is, though, because it's not like you can just be completely naked in the game, can you? Uh, so, so far from playing it, and I'll try to keep away from spoilers, but <laughs> there are moments where you become naked. Okay, okay. But so, you're not naked in the actual gameplay. It's right. more it's of... It's cutscenes, though. Well, I haven't seen any cutscenes yet, 
But what I have seen is if you are naked, when you go into your character menu to where you equip your items and your armor and stuff, mm -hmm. that's when you see every every detail and mm. every vein. Great. Yeah, that, that's like Saints Row the Third, where you can yeah. like modify <laughs> your like body parts like that. But that was more of like a joke. I yeah. guess this is like a this bit more is like serious. straight up serious. <laughs> yeah. So oh, like, yeah, they are these people like synthetic or are they just partially synthetic? So, it, it it's kind of like custom body surgery. So there are some people who don't have any modifications, and then there are people who do. And what's really fascinating about the game is that they added this concept to where um, having these augmentations attached to your body, you could possibly get the chance of getting uh, diseases from them. So there's mm. one I'm I'm not gonna talk about because well I knew I know like the trailer it's like oh you can you can have this if you're willing to pay the price so obviously like a pro and con to you know becoming or adding whatever you're gonna add to yourself right right it, you you can become possibly crazy and there are other parts of it to where you can like fry your brain synapses. Um, you can bust arteries and different veins. There, there are different ways you can die with having this tech attached to you. And also people believe that it, you could be hacked into, which is a cool game mechanic of the game. Yeah. Well, like I, did, the game... I, I did see like the first, I don't know. I just was like clicking around to see some gameplay, but like the first mission or whatever, you like rescue some chick. And she has, like, they put, like, some sort of, uh, I think they call it a shard in her head to, like, stop um, her, like, she has, like, some very expensive um, health care plan that includes, like, rescuing her and saving her body. And, like, the shard yep. was, like, preventing that her, like, body from, like, reaching 911, basically, to, like, rescue her. Mm -hmm. so that's cool and I think they did that to play on to the healthcare system like having police <laughs> ambulance and premium healthcare stats where you get to guarantee live or something well no I th saw it as the opposite it, it was like a super capitalist system where um, you know yeah. only the really like wealthy people have access to this type of plan because they were like oh yeah it, she's like a platinum person how is she even here like she should be in the hospital whereas like you know like the homeless people probably don't have anything and they just die that is a constant theme that goes throughout the game nice well i mean yeah it's it's they're definitely playing on like oh this is what earth's gonna be like or the u.s at least i don't know I don't know, the timeline that they did everything, like as you play through the game, it gives you more of the history. And all I could say is the technology that they that they claim at the time should have been around this time, like this year. Okay. So, I don't okay. Think we'll so get we're behind to, I don't think we'll a little bit. <laughs> we are behind according to CD Projekt Red's uh, thoughts nice. in their fictitious world. Yeah. Now, it um, reminded me a lot of like Blade, the Blade Runner city, like with the oh, hundred percent, like the slums. They have cards stuff. that reference that. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's also kind of like um, Detroit Become Human. It kind of reminded me of that with like the whole like how like all oh, the shit. like cars work and everything, and how like all the the people and androids and stuff. That was a that was a PS uh, exclusive, right? It was uh, for a while. Yeah. Oh, is it nine? It just more? recently became okay. on Steam. I, I yeah. want to check that out. It also played a lot. Like I, it had very similar themes to Deus Ex. Yeah, I didn't really like Deus Ex is... just because the. I mean, I'm sure it's fine if you like stealthy games, but I don't know. It was just a little too hard for me. I kind of. Kind of yeah, rage. The newer but... one was pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed that one, um, but. I feel so bad for CG Project Red because they delayed the game three times. Like I think they announced like seven years ago is when they made the first announcement for the game. Yeah, and they had to delay it. And so CD Project had this like policy, or I don't even know what you would call it. It's like a, a promise, like hey, we won't do these evil things. And they said that they don't like doing time crunches, which is a very big problem in the game making industry at the moment. But because of the harassment that they got from people wanting to play the game to get the game out as soon as possible, and with their goal of trying to make the perfect bug free game experience, they they had to go through these time crunches and had to release a game with a bunch of problems that people have been posting like Twitter and Reddit about. And, you know, it, it got really bad. Like, developers were getting, like, death threats and their addresses leaked out there. It got pretty severe. But, you know, games games becoming more po- uh, more complicated. And Yeah, I just don't get why there is such a rush to get it out there. Like, just delay it a little bit, you know? Yeah, exactly. I agree with like that. There's, like, all these people have so many other games they could probably play in the meantime. It's not like... You know what I mean? Like, there's so many video games to play. But, like, the wait like, has to be worth it, though. Yeah. Because, like, say if you come up with this new awesome concept for a game, but if it takes you, like, ten years to develop, that concept may have already come and passed, and, like, you will have released it past its prime. So, they, in order to make the most money, they need to release release it at a certain... At a certain that's, time. That's true. I think it's yeah. less about the, the game concept and more about the timing it up with, like, the holidays and stuff. I think that's always the game they try and play where they release it in, like, October, November. Yeah, absolutely. Because no like games quarters. come out during the summer. Yeah, true. And, um, so. and I guess it's also about, you know, at the end of the day, it's a company that is making a product for profit. You know, they're yeah, sinking hundreds of thousands and even newer games are triple a games are costing hundreds of millions of dollars and they want to try to get that money as soon as possible the longer it takes their game to go out there is more money that they're losing yeah yeah but yeah i like it the game's pretty good i have been playing on a high-end pc though and had had very little issues with it but i have been seen on twitter with the Especially with the PlayStation 4, whole bunch of graphics <laughs> issues, whole bunch. It looks like Grand Theft Auto Vice City kind of graphics. Damn, oh, man. Is it, is it really that bad, a PS4? Oh, like, very bad. Like, I've seen, like, photos. Everyone looks like clay faces. Like, have you ever played uh, Mad, 
not Mad Max. What was it called? Max Payne 2. Oh. oh or Max no, the Payne first two. Max Payne. Oh, one? The first Max Payne. Like when they started introducing like face scanning and putting it on models. It, it looks that bad. I thought I was thinking of Duke Nukem. <laughs> Duke Nukem forever. Duke Nukem. <laughs> yeah. That that was a big disappointment. Uh-oh. That was like a huge flop. They also did the same thing where they introduced like this game. It's like, hey, we're creating this game. Like five years later, hey, we're delaying it. Two years later, delay. And then it came out, and it was just a big old dog turd. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. That's that's one thing that I was worrying about fall, about uh, Cyberpunk. It's just like how much they were delaying it. It's like usually that's not a good sign. And for yeah. me, it's like if they're going to delay a game that much, it has to be like worth the wait. Because like if it is worth the wait, then I'm like, well, okay. But in my opinion, like uh, Last of Us Part Two was not worth the wait of for like all the times it was delayed. Like I would have just rather they just released it because in the end, I just didn't think it was like all that much better than the first one and i thought the storyline was like much much well, worse i mean like but what if you're dealing with a assist uh issue where like the game is just broken like they can't just release that i think that's usually what what the problem is tell that to no man's sky <laughs> oh yeah i mean they i don't know how they did it they turned a game that was a pile of dog turds and they turned it around, added like a bajillion updates to it, and people were like, "You know what? This game's pretty good." Yeah, you know? I heard the same thing. I'm gonna happened. change my reviews. I heard the same thing happened with uh, Fallout 76 because that was such yeah. a huge oh yeah, that definitely bomb happened. Drop, and then yeah. I yeah, hear it's actually good now. Around. Yeah, well, yeah. good is relative, but definitely like definitely gets definitely it, an improvement. Yeah, it shows that customers are malleable and that they could continue doing these kinds of practices. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, that's true. Especially when they have like a brand name and people are just gonna like pre-order it like without even like knowing mm-hmm. exactly what they're getting. It's like a loop. Like people, they'll release a bad game. They'll claim, "Oh, boy, we got this company because they make bad games." They post an update, and then people are like, you know what? They fix the problems. I'm gonna play it. Game's good. Company's good. Rinse and repeat. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah, but there's like. I don't know. I feel like that only goes so far because uh, after after uh, Death Stranding came out, I feel like I've lost a lot of like respect for like Hideo Kojima and his game design because I figured like, OK, this is Hideo Kojima's first game away from Konami. Like after he made like Silent Hill and like Metal Gear Solid for years, he's been like a top guy in the game industry. So I'm like, I'm so hyped to see like what he has to make when um, uh, his first like independent game, like independent from Konami. And it was just honestly a disappointment, in my opinion. Like, it just it did it feel like it didn't really deliver up to the hype. I think it's a good learning experience for him having his own independent gaming company now. Because after that game, like, who knows what his next game is going to be like? He'll take the lessons he learns from it and make something better out of it. I I think. Yeah, I definitely agree. But I feel like it's going to take more to more to get me con- to be on board or like convinced like the next time around just because all he has to do is go on stage and say metal gear solid and i'm already smashing that pre-order button well i don't think he he owns the rights to that anymore it's now uh, yeah no he's not it's not gonna happen but that's all it takes that's all it takes for me <laughs> wait so you didn't like death stranding because that looks pretty cool i mean i know it's probably not like 
what casual gamers want, but it looks very interesting. Yeah, it looks very interesting until you really get into it and you realize that the game is just walking simulator. Yeah. You just <laughs> take packages from point A to point B, and it's really just that. And there's, Really, there's just, nothing more than that? <laughs> I mean, is it, there's kind of more... It looks like a sort of like a puzzly type of game. It's it's more of like a um, like like you need to prepare for things and there's like decisions you can make and like the routes you can take. But mm. I I just feel like everything in the game was just like all the obstacles were just obstacles of tedium. Like you just have to like take motorcycles and like try to drive it up a mountain just like a horses in Skyrim. Or, like, you just, like, fall in a river, and then you lose all your packages, and then you have to restart. And it's just, I don't know, I just felt like it was just really tedious, and there's a lot of just difficulties that really did not make the game more fun. They just made it more frustrating. Mm-hmm. Dang. How, how long was the campaign for that? Uh, I don't know. I didn't really finish it, but oh, it was okay. just, like... Is that bad? Yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> I, it did not hold my attention for very long. And the nice. story was also just kind of weird and disconnected. You know, a whole bunch of these developers are starting to make these kinds of games where it seems like either you're going to love this game, like this is the game built for your kind of gameplay pleasure, or it's going to be a game that you're not going to like. Like first it was with uh, Death Stranding, and then Last of Us 2, I've never seen such a divide when that game released. Like, you had people who honestly loved the game to death and thought it was a perfect sequel, or the game was just absolute dog trash and how their story um, telling worked in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I, have you guys played Man of Medan? What's that? It's, um, I think it might be by the same people who did, um, uh, until dawn. Oh, man, I'm yeah. that boat. Yeah. One? Yeah. I played that one. I wasn't able to finish it, but I played through it. Those games are really good. Yeah, they are so good. Uh, it It's almost like it pisses me off how like immersive they, they are. Cause then you aren't like ready for the quick time events and stuff. Mm-hmm. You should finish it. It's like, did David Cage? Yeah, that I was one? just about to ask. I, I'm not I, I really think sure. So. Wait, well, David Cage didn't make Until Dawn, but he did make Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. Because hmm. um. David Cage is a weird fellow. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Wait, like this? I have to look this guy up. Yeah. Oh, he does look. He made. Strange. He was. Uh, directing these games for a while he did i forgot well, his he's first probably game. he's probably just like a big fan of an- anthology horror which is like he did detroit become human look at that yeah mm-hmm. and beyond two souls and beyond two souls i don't know if it was this one uh what was that girl's name the main girl character she just came you out you mean elliot page Elliot yeah. Page. Wait, yep, he she was in that game? Is he? Or he was in that game? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess yeah, he pre- previously her likeness. 
Yeah, he really liked him. And she, or he actually was pissed off at him. I think may have sued him. This Let me look into this real quick just to make sure pa- I get it. Page sued him. Oh, what? Well, it, it says right here that Elliot Page actually won an award for the best female vocal performance in a video game. Oh, damn. That's crazy. Yeah, indeed. It's actually crazy how much stuff Paige is in. Like, I didn't really realize it. I mean, like, I knew her from Umbrella Academy. And then she was... I just remembered she was in X-Men, too. She's, like, probably... She's not... Or he is not that young anymore. Yeah, like in Juno. Okay, so she didn't sue this. But she was not happy because... (laughs) She asked David Cage not to make any nude models of her in Beyond Two Souls. Wait, what does that even mean? Which, so there's like some shower scenes oh, in okay. it. And Dude, she, she, they, like, that's straight up body dysmorphia. Like she's like does not want like that's something that would just not bother me at all. Well, what it gets even weirder because David Cage like did an in-depth research oh, on God. her. And, like, got photos of when she was young to make, like, models of her character when she was a child. Oh, God. <laughs> and, like, and then adding that to making, like, a full n- nude model of her that anyone can, like, modify the game to go into a free cam and see it during shower scenes. Nice. She was, he was not happy <laughs> about that. At all. Oh, he's just a strange, strange man. He always loves shower scenes. And... Very, I mean, uh, he likes to repeat yeah, a lot of and, process and in this game. Love scenes with quick time events. <laughs> yes. My favorite <laughs> one is he- the heavy rain where you're running through like a market with chickens. And if you miss all of them, you still can go through it all without hitting any of the quick time events. <laughs> but it's just the funniest thing ever. Because you just like try to do all these like cool jumps and like action events that's supposed to happen when you hit them right. But would you miss? He's just a complete drunken flop. I guess send you guys that link at some point is just the greatest. Um, yeah, Sh- Shenmue is like that. Where like there be there Shenmue three with all the quick time events, and you just be like running and just like get hit in the head with like a fire extinguisher that just get knocked out. Yeah, no, those, the worst part about those quick time events, at least in Man of Medan, and I really want to do uh, the, the the second, there's like a sequel, or not a sequel, well it's an anthology, but it's like a same sort of thing, um, I forget what it's called, let me see, but do you know who Will Pol- Poulter is? I do not. He's like the guy in Maze Runner. Um, oh. And he's also in... Uh, he, he, what is he in? We, we're the Millers. Yeah, that guy. He's he's in yeah. it. He's like oh, the main wait. character. Oh, the guy from Chicago? Or not, not Chicago, Detroit? Little Hope is what it's called. Um, let me see what Will Poulter has been in. He, he's also he in Bandersnatch. He's like one of the main characters in Bandersnatch. 
He, yeah, he's in We Are the Millers. He's in Midsummer. Uh, yeah, he was in uh, Detroit. The Revenant. Oh yeah, he was in Detroit. I haven't seen that. What's that about? Um. So yeah, mm. this guy that we're talking about, he plays as a um, kind of a racist cop. <laughs> and there's like a, there's like a a group of like, black people in this hotel, I think. And they're, like, shooting this gun at these cops for some reason. So the cops, like, go to the hotel and they're, like, they're, like, all right, who has the gun? Like, who's who's trying to, sh- like, shoot us? And then they're just, like, uh, I don't know. And the whole movie was just, like, them being interrogated by the cops. And, yeah, he was uh, one of the cops. Oh, wait, really? That sounds incredibly boring. I mean... Yeah, it just does. It is it one of those movies that takes place uh, completely in, um, like one room, basically. Uh, kind of. They're like in the hotel, but yeah, it's like half the movie is in pretty much in like one kind of hallway, from what I remember. It came out a few years ago, but. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, Robert, why do you like dinosaurs so much? Because I'm a dude, and it's in my DNA. <laughs> um, I when I was young, you know, I played with, like, toy trucks, action figures, and I had dinosaur ones. Uh, I can never remember any dinosaur names, but I do, like... Uh, one of the ones that are like spiky that have the humpbacks. Stegosaurus? Yeah, Stegosaurus, I think. Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus is the OG, like, top dog dinosaur. I don't know. And I would love to see that thing with feathers. Well, <laughs> I just how crazy that yeah, looks. Yeah, do you think they were birds? I kind of think they were. Some. Some were. Is that, like, disputed or is that your your belief? That's my, my scientific okay. opinion. Well,. Do dinosaurs lay eggs? Yeah. I thought they were more like reptilian. Well, reptiles lay eggs, too. I guess it's fair. Because, like, the way I'm thinking of it is, like, I feel like the water dinosaurs definitely didn't have feathers. 100%. (laughs) But they also laid eggs. Because, like, if you look... Because I think alligators and crocodiles, they're, like... They're old as fuck. Like, they have been around... For a really long time, and they didn't really change much. Mm-hmm. Not too often from their ancestors, from from what I can remember. Because I want, I stayed up until like four a.m. one time watching crocodile documentaries and talking about like their age and stuff. And you know, looking at them, like you know what, I could see dinosaurs not having feathers, but really more of like the amphibian ones, the ones that can go in and out of right. water. But the ones that could fly definitely had feathers. Uh, maybe the bigger ones that were bipedal that didn't really have like really long uh, normal arms, I guess. I don't know what you would call them. I feel like those might have had feathers. Um, maybe the ones on four legs didn't have feathers, but I could be wrong. It's just my guess from looking at a lot of animals throughout my life. Just my just my thought on it. Hell yeah. What Okay. What about, um, I forget what I was going to say. I'm not as hyped up tonight. I apologize. But, uh, what about, um, aliens? 
Have you guys been paying attention to the monolith talk? I have, and I think it's just a publicity thing. Okay, but how did it start? Like, yeah, I definitely don't think it's alien related. (laughs) But, like, who put it there? So, from. So, there was apparently a band that made a music video. They used the original one, and they had to stop recording because of COVID Mm. starting and restrictions coming in place. But at the same time, there have been. Um, like indie film people who have taken claim to the first one. Well, I know the first one was and in then, like near where like a bunch of places filmed like for Westworld and other stuff. It's like a very popular mm-hmm. film filming location. Yeah. So, but I don't understand how it went missing. How did they not? How did they lose sight of it? I think it's because it's so remote. They don't really, I don't think they really kept an eye on it once it blew up on the media. And then once it got to the media, then you had people who just wanted to go out there and mess yeah, with it. Yeah, that's true. And then, of course, you had people who wanted to, like, make another and plant somewhere else, somewhere else randomly in the world. And, of course, it gets picked up and it gets a lot of media well, The one buzz. in Romania was clearly, like, not the same build quality. It was like, you could see all, like, the sand marks on it and stuff. So, but I, I, I'm just wondering, it's like, because it wasn't hollow. The one in Romania was so definitely I, hollow, though. Yeah, because you okay. could see like where it was welded together. But the one in, I have no mm-hmm. idea what the one in, uh, like Nevada or whatever was like. I I saw the photo of like the spot that it was taken from, and it was like cut mm-hmm. from the bob, wasn't pulled out. And it had a lot of metal in it. And I just don't understand how they could carry that out there. I don't know. I don't know if it took just a lot of people I mean, and they carried they it could to their just, truck. Yeah, they could have just had like a giant truck. A giant F-150 <laughs> built Ford Tough. I don't, I don't, I think they flew because I think the original crew that was like surveying the land, they, they used helicopters to get to it. Huh. I think that's how they got they people. Well, apparently found it. it was there since two thousand and sixteen, based on Google Earth photos. Hmm. That might so. debunk uh, what I was oh, reading really? about the bank. Yeah, because from what I was reading a while ago, like when I was popping up and the band was claiming it, it, it sounded like it was put in there, like earlier this year like around january when they were trying to make like a music video or something and then when everything started hitting they had to stop they weren't able to like clean it up or something mm-hmm. but if they, if people were seeing it in like 2016 they weren't then... seeing it they just were able to go to like google earth and find its like general location and they know like around 2000 2016 is like the last time it was photographed. Mm. Like basically, it didn't just show up this year. But you gotta think, if it was aliens, why would you think aliens put it there? Well, I don't think it was aliens. I just want to know why the media keeps like 
publicizing this and not giving us a straight answer about what what it's doing there because they obviously know and if they don't know they have no business writing a story about like oh the monolith mysteriously vanished like because, stop it because a lot of media get their money from yeah it's ads just clicks yeah i get it clickbait clicks <laughs> But you got you got to imagine if we put our imagination together <laughs> and pretend for this scenario that it was aliens. I was like, why would why would aliens put it there? Is it like a, a little satellite antenna? Are they tried to ping Are they trying to phone that home? specific spot. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know what the reason would be. I I feel like the people like it being extraterrestrial though is not saying like aliens put it there. I think it's more like the space odyssey 2001 like it's like it's a some sort of like yeah yeah it's like an obelisk. object yeah that brings like man fire or something yeah it's like a i think it's like more spiritual yeah, yeah it's like an evolutionary landmark or something exactly it's like symbolic <laughs> so i don't know it's the end of days well what what other video games are you guys playing now this I know Robert's playing oh. Cyberpunk. Yeah, I've been uh, playing Cold War mostly. Oh, nice! I've had like a whole lot of time, but yeah, what it's been pretty fun. Same. It's good to jump in on. On your PlayStation. Oh yeah, 5. I got Evan got a PlayStation Five. How, yeah, it's how so, is that? Oh, it's pretty sick. Yeah, the hardware runs really nice. Like I have the uh, the model with the um, the disc drive. So I've been playing like a lot of my old PS4 games. Yeah, man. And they run gotta, really well. You gotta get the disc drive one. Oh, absolutely. Like it's a hundred dollars extra, but like I have more than a hundred dollars worth of PlayStation 4 discs. So yeah. for me it was definitely worth it. That's that's honestly the reason I'm still like on the Xbox train is just like how like backwards compatible friendly it is. Like I there are like they have basically an emulator system is the way they're able to do the backwards compatibility with like 360 games and stuff. And they have like games from the original Xbox just like for free to play. But yeah, it's I, I just love the retroness of, of of having all the old games being able to play them and stuff. Yeah. Did you know that? Microsoft actually has a dedicated team to yes, go through and, and catalog old, like, all Xbox the stuff. 360 yeah. games and like optimize them for better lighting and Yeah, shading. and some of them like aren't even up yet. Like we're, like there's a bunch that like if you just put the disc in the the Xbox one it like might not be up yet, but I actually still have my 360 set up. So, if that happens, <laughs> haven't gotten the Red Ring of Death it's yet. It's the uh, Elite model. I don't uh, think it gets that. Yeah, that nice. was the first console I ever got. Before that, I was playing. Oh, actually, no, that's not true because I had the Wii, which I also have set up. Uh, I still got my. You still I still got that? my N sixty four. I was playing. I've been playing some um, like rock band games, and then I played. Uh, the most recent games I played on it are Zelda Twilight Princess. Um, and I was playing like some Metro game last summer, but you know, yeah, Todd princess is good. Have you ever played skyward sword? I was, I'm trying to like get that, but you know, all the ones on eBay are like 50 bucks. So I'm, 
I'm, I'm waiting to have some disposable uh, capital before I pull the trigger on that. But I def that's definitely on my list to get that. Yeah, I you need the, to... I have the little brick. Oh, you have the, the controller thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I really liked... Uh, I liked you could fly around in that one on the Phoenix. I thought that oh, was really? really cool. Nice. Yeah, and you can go, like, up and down to, like, the sky loft, like, in the clouds, and then you can go, like, down to the planet. Hell yeah. Yeah, let's see here. But with the PlayStation... Go back to, like, the PlayStation 5, a huge issue that... I have been seeing growing this year is scalpers. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's Absolutely. always okay. Because like at first, I've only seen it with like uh, PC graphic cards. Like people would buy like the newest ones and then sell them at like a high premium on like eBay or something. But now consoles are doing it too. Like people still can't get their hands on PS5s, Xbox One Series X or whatever they're oh, calling it. Oh yeah, it's it. been like that for a while. I remember when uh, Nintendo first released the nes uh classic like it was so so impossible to find they didn't do pre-orders and i guess they didn't make enough units so literally like every like like walmart and gamestop and like everywhere was just like sold out and people they used to have like on their facebook page they would be like for for the um for nintendo world in new york city they would say oh the um we're, uh, the NES Classic is going to be for sale at Nintendo World at this time. And then like two hours later, they'd be like, oh, it's already sold out because people would just be lining up and they would literally, they would take your um, your driver's license number. They'd actually make you show them your driver's license so they could only sell like one one uh, system per person. So you can't just like buy them all. And I just remembered I used to spend so much time on like that subreddit just looking for like places to have it in stock to buy it. It was so hard to find. It was just such a simple, dinky little thing, just like a sixty dollar like emulator of just a bunch of old Nintendo games. It was just so hard to find. It yeah. took me so long just to find one. Like four months later, after searching. Yeah, now you can just make one out of uh, yeah the Raspberry Pi. Yeah, a lot. That's yeah, what a lot of things. people were doing because they're like, "Yeah, I can't, I can't get this because all the scalpers were buying them, and it was a sixty dollar thing. They were selling them on eBay for like over two hundred bucks." Wait, what is it called? E any or the Raspberry Pi? No, the the thing you the scalpers oh, were the, getting. The NES Classic. Yeah, they they later oh, made a, oh, a Super so, Nintendo one. But this is like not. This is like just the same one that was released. No, this this is like, it's like the same thing, but all the games are like built into it. It's like it's uh, like an emulator box, pretty I much. See. It's a it's a mini version of of the actual system. Is this the is this, is the one I'm looking at the same though that that I can buy from Walmart for fifty bucks? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the <laughs> NES Classic. Dang. Yeah, you could just like plug it in like via like USB, and then just well, it has like HDMI. Kirsten has the um, what's it called? She has the Switch, and if you get an online Nintendo account, they have on their store for free, like they yeah, don't have like, six, they don't have six hundred and twenty one games, but they have like a lot, like a hundred. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, they, they have, have the same thing with the Super Nintendo. Like, they have 100 Super Nintendo games also. Yeah, they have, like, a selection. And I think they release, like, a few games every so often. Like, a few more of them. Mm -hmm. 
they just did like Donkey Kong Country 1 too. It's hard to play those games though, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's not hard if you like get like really drunk and just <laughs> don't yeah. care, but like it's definitely hard to put like hours into those games. Those games were yeah. hard. Those were definitely the kinds of games you had to like, play and replay to really learn like how to get through the levels. Yeah, I was playing like the Zelda game. And they did oh my god. Purpose. It was just oh, like the-, <laughs> the first Zelda game was so cryptic. <laughs> they did it on purpose though because they didn't have a whole lot of hardware to work with, so all these yeah, worlds that exactly. they would make were completely small, so in order to have like long playtime with them, they had to make them kind of difficult. So you get your bang for your buck. And even back then, like they didn't even have safe states. They would give you like a password that you have to oh, write yeah. down. So those <laughs> passwords. <laughs> type it Dude, they, they did that all the way up into like, you know, like 2000 one or whatever with the Game Boy stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah, remember until... writing shit passwords like... down. Yeah, especially for games like you Metroid. You could also buy... You could buy, like, any store, really. Like, even Walmart. You could buy, like, these cheat books. And that would give you, like, all the <laughs> level codes. Like, yeah, every exactly. cheat code for every game. Well, classic. Yeah, yeah. If you mm-hmm. ever if you've ever played Metroid, it's mm-hmm. it's, like... For like an eight bit game from like forty years ago, it's so the map is so expansive and it's so easy to get lost. Like you feel like a rat in a maze. So like the challenge of the game itself is just navigating the place. And like I think there used to be a magazine by Nintendo called Nintendo Power, and they would actually like have like a lot of like guides and sheets and stuff for like a lot of like old games at the time. And like one of them actually had a map of Metroid where you could actually like see everything. And then it would like show you where all the like power ups are and stuff. Hell yeah! No, yeah, I was just playing. Let me let me actually take tell you what I got that I was playing recently on the Wii. I got this game for like two dollars at GameStop. Definitely worth it, even though I might never play it. Um, let's see what it is called. Metroid Other M. Have you guys ever played that? Yeah, yeah, not. that it's one. On Wii. But uh, that was you, a weird one. Yeah, definitely weird. Um, what's what's the go-to Wii Metroid game? I forget what it's called. Metroid Prime. Prime, yeah. Well, yeah. Prime was on the GameCube, but I think there's a sequel on the Wii. I think it's, yep. is it like Prime Two or Prime Three? Let me see. Does it kind of confuse them? They also made a Metroid game that's about being in Russia post like nuclear <laughs> annihilation. What? <laughs> what? Metro twenty. No, that's Metroid. Like Metro. Metro. I'll tell you the difference okay. in a second. <laughs> <laughs> that's no. the same. Metroid is, you know, Samus. So the, yeah, uh, Metro. Well, the Wii has the Metroid yeah, 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 yeah. trilogy games. Trilogy, which is holy shit. Yeah, Metroid Prime One was on GameCube. I know that much. Prime Three Metroid Corruption. 3. Yeah. Yeah, Prime 3 Corruption is on Wii. But, um, and then it looks like... Yeah, Metroid Prime 2 was on the GameCube and the Wii, it looks like. I'm looking here. But yeah, so, okay, so Metro is based off of, of these novels that this Russian guy wrote. Um... 
and the not, the books are actually really good. But yeah, that's yeah, that's post nuclear fallout in um like in Moscow. Where yeah, they have to live in the, the subways station. because like the radiation will kill you and there's like all these monsters. And then there was like these sentient like Yeah, those the, those are fellows. those are also monsters, but they're like different. <laughs> what are those called? The dark ones. They're friendly. The dark ones. Yep. Yeah, back to uh yeah, back to Metroid real quick is that um uh Metroid Prime four was actually announced by um Nintendo like, mm. I think it was like I two years this. ago. Yes. And then, yeah, but it's currently what they the originally works. did was they had Bandai Namco. They were developing the game. But for whatever reason, after like a year or so of development, uh, Nintendo played it and they just like, they just didn't like what they made. They're just like, this isn't like up to our standards. Right. They just, they just, yeah, they cut the contract with them and they were just like, they told all the fans like, yeah. Uh, we let Bandai Namco make it, and they screwed <laughs> it, it up. So, yeah. So, so then they went back to Retro Studios, which is the studio that actually made the original Metroid Prime games. So I I don't know why they weren't making it to begin with, but like that seemed promising. But then I just I hear the um the guy who's directing it like got fired recently. So I really don't know what the status of the development of that game is. But like I'm I'm kind of hyped for like a new Metroid Prime game, but I don't know when it's going to come out at this point. Because they announced it like a long time ago. Yeah. So Metroid Prime 2 also was released for the GameCube. Because that came out in like 2004. Um, yeah, but true. they were compiled into the trilogy. Which was released on the Wii. In okay, 2009. Yeah. And then Other M I believe came out afterward. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like Other M. Because that... That was more about like Samus Aran as like a person, right. a little bit more so than like a bounty bounty hunter, right? Yeah, that so like I only played like an an hour, but it's more like a they get caught on like a a ship, and it's like very similar to like uh, the Alien. It's like it's like the plot of Alien. Like there's like they're they're trapped on a ship and they can't get off. There's like a bunch of aliens running around. You gotta kill them. But I don't know. It seems cool so far. Yeah. Then they had the um. Uh. So there is um a fan remake of uh, Metroid Two, mm-hmm. and they called it another Metroid Two remake, and it was on the internet for like a day until Nintendo like copyrighted it. <laughs> but that's just because that Nintendo is actually working on their own Metroid Two remake. Uh, that they released on the 3DS, mm-hmm. and that one, that one was cool because they actually like they remade the whole game, but they introduced like a lot more like new mechanics. Like you could like counter like enemies' attacks and stuff, and you could use like the 3DS like touchpad and stuff, and all these like crazy ways and stuff. And yeah, that just made me really hyped for Metroid Prime Four. <laughs> but yeah, you, you still know when that's gonna come out. But yeah, it seems that. Uh, yeah, the, the another Metroid Prime 2 remake, the one that was unofficial, was actually like a, a pretty big. Um, it was pretty big for like a fan-made Metroid game. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember, I can't remember exactly when it came out. 
Yeah, it came out back in like 2016. So that yeah, that was like a year before the Nintendo made one. You know, I never I never understood why they never continued Mega Man. Like they they made all these They Metroid made a lot games. of Mega Men. But not like they didn't really amp it up like they did for Metroid. Like how how do you mean? They could have gone more in depth. <clears throat> like I've never really seen like a 3D one like they did for Metroid. You know what wait, I'm talking wait, about? Wait, wait, which one? I I don't remember which Metroid it is, but I, I just remember like growing up, like seeing all these Metroid games, but barely seeing any like any new like gone out there kind of Mega Man. He's just he's just a very <laughs> underrated character. For I don't me. know. There's a lot of like there's Mega a lot Man of Metroid Mega Man games. If I'm being honest. But I never really played. He's just the one where you like climb up the building as it sinks, right? That's Mega Man. What? Isn't that building? Like, aren't, aren't there levels where it's like basically like the building is going down and you like are trying to get up it? Uh. I don't know. Mega Man's the guy I know, with the arm. I know, he's the, I know he's the blue guy. Yeah, I know who he yeah. is. Yeah. But, but I just he remember has like, watching levels of people. He has like multiple Mega series Man. though. Like, yeah, like I mean, there's like yeah. the Mega Man series, then there's like Mega Man X, then there's like Mega Man Battle Network. Uh, I just remember there being a lot of Mega Man games going growing up. It was really cool one day in like Devil May Cry Five, you have like a prosthetic arm that you can like change into like different weapons and whatnot. And like one of the DLCs that they included for it. It was a Mega Man blaster, and that thing was <laughs> sick. You can like destroy any type of enemy with one hit, really. Hmm. So, GIF, are you going to be getting an Xbox, a new Xbox, uh, or I'll, a PlayStation? I'll be getting what, the your Xbox. Move gonna be X, but not for a, a, a hot minute. I'm gonna yeah. wait. I'm gonna do exactly what I do with the the Xbox One, and just wait till it's like. I don't know, like three hundred fifty dollars, and it comes with like a like something comparable to like the Master Chief Collection for free. Just get that. Yeah, the Master Chief Collection is a yeah. very good deal. It's like forty dollars, and then you get all the Halos. Yeah. I've been playing and, a whole bunch. And I didn't of that. even know this, but they just recently um included Reach, so I have to. I want. I'm gonna re-download it and play through that campaign because I played through all the other ones. Yeah, Reach was really good. I tried to beat that in Legendary yeah. and yeah. was not able to. Yeah, the only Halo I put, really played, played was Halo, Halo 3. Played that one a bunch. I, don't know, I was mm -hmm. I was more of a Killzone guy when I had my PS3. I had like, Killzone 3 with like the motion controls and stuff. <laughs> Dude, that was like the number one reason I wanted to get a PS3 when it launched, was just to play Killzone. Yeah, it just kind of sucks that when the PS4 came out, they came out with, like, Killzone, like, Shadowfall or something, and it was just, I don't know, it was really just, like, really basic, and they didn't really do anything else with the series after that. I think they also ported that on the PS Vita. Oh, yeah, that thing. <laughs> Which, rest in peace. Dude, rest P in peace the PSP PS was the first system I had after the Game Boy Advance. How about that? 
It was the PSP was I didn't even fantastic. Have like, a, like a console on my TV until I was like in middle school, which is kind of sad. It's so weird. It's so weird thinking back that you used to for a PSP you have to use like a mini yeah. disc to play your well, games you could, you on could that get, device. Um, you could put in a SD card, but yeah, like when you bought games, you had to get the you would buy the discs, and then like the disc reader would always break eventually. Which sucked. Mm-hmm. Wait, you could get an SD card on the original PS Vita? Or I mean, not, it, had or an SD, it had an SD card slot. I'm not really sure if it was possible to, to put um, a game on that card so that it could play. But I have to think that probably could, right? It probably could possibly. Get. 100%. I mean, it, it's definitely made, enough memory. After the third generation... After the third generation of the PSP, they created mm-hmm. a PSP Go, which was like a sliding PSP yeah, that, that was much yeah. smaller, and it didn't have a disk drive. And you could, it came with like 16 yeah, gigs I'm, or something, and you could I'm add I'm just trying to remember storage. if like, if that was a marketing ploy, because, or sorry, if, if, if they were marketing the original PSP as being able to play games through the um, memory stick. Not just like the disk drive, but I don't really remember because, like, the- theoretically, it should work, right? But maybe they would block that, so you have to buy like the disk game, or I don't know. I think you would have to buy it through the store. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know if remember the if there was a store. Original I don't one had Wi-Fi. I certainly never used it, but I was never. I didn't have Xbox Live until I went to college because I just my parents like were never down with that, so. For my 360, I would, like, buy games and just play them, like, uh, without Wi-Fi or whatever. Just, like, what's it? Yeah, because the Xbox 360 didn't come yeah, with Wi-Fi. Yeah, it did not. Or yeah, you had to get, I like, had the adapter. adapter, but I didn't buy it till college, which is crazy. Yeah, because as a kid, I had... They got me Call of Duty 4. Oh, no. Modern Warfare. And, like, I beat that campaign, like, so many times and all the difficulties. And at one point, because I only had that game for a little bit, and I'd just go into, like, all the multiplayer maps that I had, just, like, walk around and, like, pretend I had, <laughs> like, multiplayer experience with it. That thing is still running, like, God, I had that thing since, like, 2008. Hell yeah. Crazy. First game on that, I think, was... Call of Duty 3, and actually, most of the games that I played, I would rent them from the Blockbuster across the Damn. street. That's crazy. There's like, and you could get them cheap. If you had like the membership for Blockbuster, you could rent games like $5 or something for like a whole two weeks. Wait, that's actually crazy. Oh, dude, yeah, I remember I used to do that. I would like download the game onto the hard drive. This was before Xbox <laughs> figured out the patch, and then you like had to like put like a blank disc in the hard dr- in the thing, so it thought there was a disc there, and it would just load load the game. So you could just rent the game, download it, put a blank disc in it, return the game, yeah, and you can exactly. still play it. That is, I don't think it worked right there. But I did, I did get a copy I, I, of a Green Day Rock Band once that had a scratch in it. And I literally got it to work by like 
um, like taking chapstick, rubbing it on the scratch, getting it to the point where it would finally finish um, installing on the hard drive because like it like it would get to like eighty four percent every time and just stop. But like finally one time it worked because I had like enough chapstick on in the grooves, I guess. And then I would like play it. And even though it was like a, f- a fucked up disc, it would still work because it was in, on the downloaded on the hard drive then. Oh, my gosh. You heard that from from this podcast, guys. Yeah, chapstick, you have to like rub it in a circular motion. Chapstick. Then you like wipe off all the excess and that fills in the, the cracks so that, you know, it can read. Yeah, did not know that. Huh. I will use that for any game that I will get on disc. Yeah, you, we're, pro- we're at the stage where this is no longer an issue. <laughs> the only physical games that I buy are really for my Nintendo Switch. Yeah, nice. Use disc. Oh man, I don't even have a disc drive in this computer. Well, that's cool. Does anybody have anything else? they want to talk about right, you're putting me on the spot here um, it's something it has to be something here uh, we're talking about cyberpunk and uh, yep, xbox and playstation well I mean we are kind of like near our time limit so yeah. Don't, yeah. don't feel pressured this has been I don't know. Did I tell you the time when I went to Hawaii? I got rid of. When did you go to Hawaii? Yeah, what? Two thousand. Oh, nice. Did you okay. know we have a fraternity yeah. brother from Hawaii? I I've been told this. Kellen. And Kellen, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know you're from me, Hawaii. Spencer, um, Ryan, Dan, Daniel. Daniel Slick. I don't think you guys have ever met him, have you? I've met Daniel Slick. Oh, Evan has, obviously. So. Uh, who else? Kellen and Sam yeah. No all went to Hawaii for spring break one year. And that was crazy. But yeah, tell us the story. Yeah, so I was at a beach in Hawaii, which is <laughs> what you normally would do. <laughs> and uh, I was talking with this like French girl who like she w- she had a very interesting life. From this was two thousand six. She was right? around my age. So how old are you? Yeah, like two thousand six. Four. <laughs> no, I was born in ninety seven, oh, okay. so I was about okay. nine years old, about to turn ten, maybe I don't know. Uh, but I was at this beach. She was around my age. She was also ten, and we were just talking. She was like, "Yeah, was, uh, we live in France." And her family like moved to Hawaii. She's like, it's okay, I guess. Nice. <laughs> and then we were like doing kid stuff, like building sandcastles. And I was trying to impress her by um, body oh, nice. surfing Classic in like Robert. the waves. And we were right. <laughs> <laughs> and there was this like fishing boat oh, or no. something that was just on shore. And as I was body surfing, like the the tides or whatever, like got me to this boat, and like I was the waves like pushed me underneath the boat, like around like my hip 
level. And so I was like, I was really close to being like halfway underneath this boat. Like I would be crushed by it. Like if you imagine like a 16 yeah, foot long Yeah, I can imagine. Boat, Holy shit. I guess. I was about like 45%. It is like I was almost like half and half with it to where all the way was going to be on me. And these like Hawaiian dudes just come out of nowhere and they're just like, hey, 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 kid, 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 don't get run over by this boat, please. <laughs> and they just yeeted my body out there. Like it was like they had to use a lot of force. And as soon as like I got off like this certain spot, I just slid right out and I just got thrown out back into Damn. the water. That's. I thought you were was, about to tell me that, like, yeah, and then I got, like, hit with the propeller. I had to go to the hospital, almost died. <laughs> I mean, I could add that into there if you want to make it interesting. I thought this was a... Was like, she impressed, really uh, No, she was not. She was like, you idiot. Can you just put over my boat in, like, a Frenchy accent? That's pretty funny. Yeah. Also, Hawaii has the best coconut milk ever. I've had, I try, I've never had milk as good as over there, and I can never find it ever again. Like, did you, do you, you mean like from the coconut or just like the fresh, the fresh milk that they shave? So, so I don't know really what it was. So I was, you know, like coconut milk uh, is not the, is not the liquid, right? That's like, it's like the, the meat part. I guess it might have been that because, like, they had like this mini fridge where they would take like the coconuts from like local trees or whatever, and they would make like coconut milk out of it. And like, I tasted it, and I was like, "This is just gonna taste like regular milk," but it wasn't. It was much better oh, than damn. regular milk. Yeah. Any milk, to be fact. The best milk I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Just in this random mini fridge on this pineapple plantation. Which, by the way, pineapple plantation farms, pretty cool. Nice. Pretty cool, I must say. Never been to plant a pineapple plantation, but they're, they're like that, but it's pretty cool. Hell yeah. So what did you guys end up doing? You said you had a crazy yeah, time in Hawaii. Yeah, we did a lot of stuff. I really don't want to get into it right now just because there's so much to go over. But we just basically drove around the island yeah. in the back of a truck, like drinking rum out of a bottle the whole time and being hooligans. It was pretty <laughs> crazy. Did, didn't one of you guys say, like, I am what the locals call drunk? That would be, yeah, I think I said that. Yeah, <laughs> who, who is hitting on Kellen's grandma? That was also me. <laughs> i mean we all kind of were but i think kellen's grandma really did have an attraction towards me which i will never understand but you know if we were supposed to go back for um like kellen's like wedding but you know coronavirus happened so yeah shit sucks Anyway, yeah, we can we can do this again sometime soon, and I'll give you guys the complete rundown of that experience. But uh, it is getting kind of late, so should probably wrap this up. Sure. But yeah, this was super fun. Yeah. Uh, Time to play more cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. Back to the grind. Yep, back to the grind. And we're done. Um, I hope you guys like that. Sorry about uh 
you know, the energy was kind of down in that episode. There's good reason for that. We were recording at like 11 p.m. on a weeknight, and I these these guys are are crack addicts. They'll stay up until like 3 a.m. playing video games. I'm an old man now, so that's not really how I roll. But you know, this is what I do for you people. I you know I sit down and I record these episodes because I needed to get this out. I needed to get content out there, and I knew you guys would appreciate it. So um, I'm going to finish this episode off with some quick calls to action. Number one, hit me up with feedback, as always. I really need your feedback. Um, Even if your feedback is like, oh, that was really good, you know, I don't really have much to add. That is amazing feedback, and I would love to hear that. So, of course, hit me up. You guys always do. So I really do appreciate that. Secondly, uh, go ahead and wherever you're listening, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, whatever, Subscribe, like, review, comment, share, all of them. Um, let's get these numbers up. Let's get other people listening to my podcast by inflating the, uh, you know, the interactions you can do on those various platforms. And number three, uh, tell your friends about the podcast. You know, let's grow the audience. Let's get more people involved, and hopefully, um, we can get some cooler interviews not that my friends aren't cool but i i want to really you know get people on who i don't really know well and you know who are doing cool stuff i've been talking to various musicians uh who are not super famous but you know they're like they're getting their stuff out there they're they have small followings and i'm trying to set stuff up with that so we'll see how that goes but yeah that's pretty much all i have for you um you you all have been amazing And I'm really happy that this is not just going to die out and we're going to continue to put out episodes. Hopefully we can get season two wrapped up by the end of, you know, January. And hopefully we'll have around 20 episodes then and then we'll go from there. So I hope you guys are all excited and I'll see you next week at 9 a.m. Peace.